Welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast, a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice. To get involved, go to xyadvisor.com or simply download the XY Advisor app. This episode is proudly sponsored by Integrity, your partner for life. Integrity recently launched an exclusive research paper to help advisors understand how to attract and retain new clients. They believe their role in the industry is bigger than just providing products. They want to help create a sustainable industry, educate clients, and support advisors personally in their business. You can get a copy of the report and learn more about Integrity if you visit integritylife.com.au forward slash xy. back to the XY Advisor podcast. I'm Fraser Jack and today I'm joined by one half of the Fox and Hare uh, dynamic duo, Glenn Here, Welcome. Hi, how you doing Fraser? Very, very well. Thank you for uh, coming and hanging out again. We've chatted a few times and obviously you've been on the XY podcast a couple of times yourself. Yeah, very in its very uh, infancy, I think, probably about three and a half years ago. So yeah, really, really grateful to be back. Yes, fantastic, and we've we've followed followed along on your journey, uh, I guess, over the last sort of four and four and a bit. Well, no, just just under four years, isn't it, since you started? Just under four, yes, about three and a half. Feels sometimes it feels like forever. Some feels <laughs> sometimes it feels like we just started yesterday. Depends on the day of the week. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I guess well, you you start and then you're always uh, you know changing and and moving along and making some learnings along the way and deciding that that wasn't such a great thing and that was. Let's double down on that. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Fantastic. So let's get into uh, now. As we as we record this, you've just had a couple of weeks off. Uh, you are all fresh and ready to uh, hit the ground running and 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 get through winter. Tell us about. Uh, you just had a holiday and now you're all ready to go. Mate, very fresh. I literally got back um, only yesterday from two and a half weeks cruising around Tassie. Uh, first time to Tassie for for my partner and I, and it was. Like everyone told me it was going to be, absolutely amazing. So good. Can't recommend it enough. Hobart, Launceston, Bay of Fires, good food, good wine, um, amazing wildlife. We saw Tasmanian devils, uh, quokkas. We went to um, Mariah Island, um, so this huge, like huge, huge, huge island. Um, it was actually a convict settlement and the really bad convicts would go there because it was an island off the mainland of Tasmania, um, but it was there's there's a wombat colony and it was just yeah so good amazing fantastic <laughs> so that's our um that's our uh, our tourism guide to everyone should be going to Tasmania <laughs> and a big shout out to all the Tasmanian advisors you guys are obviously living and living the dream down there living the dream definitely. <laughs> So, mate, let's get into uh, let's get into your business because uh, there's been so many great things that have come out of what you've done over the last few years. Um, no doubt, you've learnt some ideas too that uh, you probably wouldn't try again. I mean, I think that's that's the uh, yep. that's the key to a lot of businesses. You try stuff; it, it works. It doesn't. Um, I let's start with the uh, let's start with you, uh, Glenn. I look at your LinkedIn profile, and there's a um, you know the, the, your description of what you do is you help people make their money work harder, and then there is there is an emoji of a of a pumped up gun. Uh, after that, does <laughs> yeah. that kind of sum you up? Does that sum you up as a human? You're uh, yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, I mean, the challenge that that we face in our business is our ideal, uh, you know, fox and hare member doesn't really know what an advisor does. So if I said, you know, Glenn Hare, financial advisor, they'd be like, 
great. That's 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 all well and good. Yeah, um, I've, I've um, heard about you and the Royal Commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, whereas if we use this terminology around making your money work harder, that that really does resonate because everyone, and I'm sure there's a lot of advisors listening in that you know people come into their office, they're like, oh, I don't really know what I want to do, but I just I know I should be doing something. Um, so yeah, that's. That's really what what sums 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 me up, and probably sums the business up to a certain extent. But um, making that money work harder towards a specific purpose is also a really um, powerful conversation. We may may touch up touch on that later in the conversation uh, today, Fraser. But um, not just making your money work harder for the sake of it. What are we actually making it work harder towards? Yeah, fantastic. And so I, I guess this probably leads into a conversation that um, we can sort of have around the 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 marketing that you do and and the way that you phrase things in a way that's like member directed rather than uh, rather than the, the the crap terminology that we use all the time totally 100% yeah so tell us about your marketing let's start with uh, let's start with your website i know that um, you guys put a lot of work and effort into this uh, as the first mm. port of call yep yeah we did um, and it was actually one of our mentors um originally we're going to do you know not spend a great deal and try and kind of do the website ourselves and use one of those templated versions um we did because we thought they looked really good for for, for the for the for the price that, that that you kind of pay but we did end up engaging a creative agency to help work work on our website um and again in the interest of transparency it cost cost jess and i'm uh my business partner about fifteen thousand dollars um, to set it up. And it was a huge project, a six-month, probably nine-month project. And, uh, you know, we did not understand um, and having never worked with a creative, like I've got an accounting background, Jess and I were both on Macquarie, like we we never worked with a creative agency. We really didn't understand how the relationship would work. We expected to just go in and go, okay, this, we just want a really amazing website and this is what we do. Can you go away and create it? What we didn't understand is how much direction we would have to give that creative agency because you really need to be incredibly prescriptive around what you do want and what you don't want because in reality, they don't know really what we do and they can't envisage what's in our head if we don't tell them. Uh, so that was a huge learning curve for us and uh, a very, very challenging, very costly exercise. Uh, we're really happy with where the website's at now. In saying that, uh, that was the website was launched about three years ago, um, about probably about 18 months ago. We then started looking at the data. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is data knows better than we do. Uh, and we're looking at where are people going to our website and where are they actually dropping off. And what we noticed was people were going to the home page, but they weren't going to all the back pages. So they were either moving forward and booking in a coffee or something like that through through the home page, or they were dropping off on the home page. They weren't actually seeing all the the back pages around kind of what we do and who we work with and all that kind of stuff. So we then went through a process of uh, about eighteen months ago to update update the home page to try and be more directive to send people to those to those back pages. Where we're at now, um, and this is something that we haven't started yet, but the next step will be to go back to the data uh, after 18 months and see how that has worked. Have we actually had an uptick in people going to actually read those back pages? Because it's all well and good to have amazing, good-looking uh, back pages with really great content that you're really proud of, that you've had a copywriter write, and you think, yeah, that really hits the mark. But if no one's seeing it, 
it's kind of irrelevant. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a trial and error. And the website's one of those things, like a lot of things in business, it will never be complete. It's one of those <laughs> things you just constantly have to evolve. Yeah, fantastic. It's a constant evolution. And I love the fact that you're actually using the data that comes out of it to uh, to make some smart decisions. So, yeah, congratulations. But you're absolutely right. Like 15 grand's a lot of money for a business that's starting out um, yep. in that space, yeah. Yeah, um, and we, um, we, Jess and I, again, interest transparency, we didn't borrow any money. We, um, you know, we saved our asses off for, 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 you know, a good three and a half years before launching the business because we didn't want to cut quarters when we launched. We wanted to make sure that we could do things properly. Um, and sometimes that just costs a little bit of money. <laughs> yep, yep, fair enough. And you, it's not just the agency you use, but it's also uh, you looked at some, you know, with regards to the – the website and a CRM behind it uh, and all those types of things rather than just your standard here is a, here is a website that's separate um, as a standalone thing. And here is a a sort of a marketing CRM. Uh, You looked at one together. Yeah, we did. So we, and even when thinking, when picking the agency, so we picked an agency that had never worked with a financial advice firm before, which comes with challenges, but also comes with very fresh eyes um, in terms of the the websites that we were showing the agency that we liked, we showed them, you know, one was a um, travel blog. The other one was, I think it was a, um, a women's skincare product. Like it was, it, 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 they weren't financial advice websites. They were websites that we loved the look and feel and the vibe and the language and the, um, you know, the, 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 the tone, I suppose, that, that we went through. Um, in terms of the CRM we went with, we went with, um, so our CRM is uh, HubSpot, um, which uh, many may 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 have heard of. Um, it's the way that I, I would describe it. So you've kind of got Salesforce for, I would argue, probably the bigger enterprise businesses. I know when I was at MacBank, they were um, moving to Salesforce at the time. HubSpot. They, they do focus on, a, um, I guess, a, a smaller businesses. So their sweet spot is probably for, you know, startups anywhere to probably 50 to 100 employees. Um, and again, they're not a financial services CRM, but they're a client member uh, engagement software tool. So whenever we're looking at any... And, Again, this is something we may touch on, but whenever we're looking at any software, not we're not just looking at fintech. Obviously, we look at fintech, but we also look at best of breed, um, industry agnostic. Yeah. Now, okay. So let's just get into this HubSpot HubSpot conversation because um, CRMs, like we as as advisors, you go, oh, CRM. That that's one of the you know the financial services CRMs that everyone talk about um, and, you know, complains about or likes mm. or dislikes, whatever they want, whatever the time <clears> of the day. Um, but this is this is forgetting about the concept of what you know as a CRM or what you think you know as a CRM. There are marketing CRMs and then there are financial services CRMs, right? So they, can, they are very sort of different uh, things. Chalk and cheese. <laughs> and you, and you, use, you use this marketing CRM for your pre- and the data that comes out of the pre-stuff and the clicks on the website and the, cause it's linked together. Uh, yep. And when people put an inquiry in it, it forms into this marketing CRM before they become a client. So it's a separate client. Like once they become a client, they're in a different CRM, aren't they? Yeah, hundred percent. So if we, it, and the other, um, I guess the, the, the member CRM that we use is um, Advisor Logic. 
uh, and then the the prospecting um, CRM we use is, is is HubSpot. And the way that we think about the two, so you're right, Fraser. Like HubSpot does integrate with our website, so we can see um, who comes to our website. We can see if they come back multiple times to our website. If they book in a coffee, it's done through HubSpot, which is directly linked into our diary. Um, if they book in a phone call, again, directly linked through to our diary through HubSpot. Um, in terms of there's a chat functionality, again, through HubSpot. So if they do reach out to us through through our chat function on our website, again, that's linked through HubSpot. It's got a sales dashboard. So uh, with each of the advisors, we've, we've got kind of clear KPIs in terms of how many new members we'll be bringing on each month. There's a dashboard functionality at where people are at in kind of that sales sales pipeline um, and also that that onboarding process but once they go yep cool clean uh, glenn keen to become a member and sign our membership forms they um, then go into our advisor logic system and uh, you know i've never had any dealings with or, or used xplan or i've never used any kind of advice software apart from advisor logic but in terms of the CRM, crm functionality it's here's a name here's a number here's an email that's kind of kind of it um and one really good thing about kind of breaking out the two is our advisor logic data is really clean for that reason we've got no prospects in there we've just got our member base in there so we don't have this challenge of two three you know two three four five thousand um contacts in our advisor logic software we've just got our members in there so it's really clean when we're running reports and things like that hubspot that's also where we're it links with Mailchimp, which is where we use, do our EDMs and uh, things like that. So again, that's where our database of prospects is being being built out. So we we HubSpot is by far one of our um, favorite pieces of software. Yeah, incredible. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that. That's a that's a yeah, that's quite a good uh, conversation to be having. That a lot of people aren't having around, you know, keeping their prospects separate. When they do become a member, and then we'll get into yep. the difference between member and, and client in a second, but w- when they do become a member, do they come out of HubSpot or do they stay in there for a nurture? They do stay in HubSpot as well. So we, um, and we would tick them from prospect to, to member in, in HubSpot. And and the reason for that is we still send all our um, EDMs through, through um, HubSpot. Um, and and our marketing. So even to our existing members, um, if we're if we we do a we have a um, series called Ask the Experts, which is an event um, where members can come along for free. So we just uh, Jess just hosted one with Nicola Nicola Powell, um, who's one of the um, property property experts at, at Domain. And for our members, it's free. Uh, for for prospects, they do have to pay a small fee, or proceeds go to uh, a charity. But the EDM is still run out of HubSpot. It's just it, the wording is slightly different. So we just categorize the, the, the contacts in HubSpot different. And then it's really easy for Charlotte on our team who manages all of that to um, say one email to the one group of people, one email to, to the other. Yeah, fantastic. So it's actually a very um, structured s- setting up of the, your marketing activity from a different starts with a different CRM uh, all the way through to, you know, how are you communicating well with your clients using a system that is just designed to communicate well with, with people? Totally. If um, one thing we did do well was this. 
Yeah. We re, you know, we're really, um, and actually just having this conversation now, it, you often don't reflect on the things you do well. You, you just, um, well, maybe this is a problem by only I have. You beat, I just you beat yourself up about the rest. Yeah. I just beat myself up about the mistakes that we're making and the things that, that we're working through. But this is one thing that has, for us, has, has worked really, really well. Yeah, fantastic. So, I mean, uh, just on that marketing front, you do spend a lot of time on marketing. You you, you do great blogs. They come out. You've um you have been you know you're in a lot of award processes. Uh, mm-hmm. That 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 would take a lot of time because obviously um you know you're putting after you'll get nominated, but you'll get put yourself. That takes an application process. That all takes time, as you yeah. mentioned just before. You run events. Uh, this is a lot of time out of the business. And so, do you have a set structure around how much time you? spend on on marketing or is this just um yeah so there there is um so one of our team members who originally came on um as um i guess an administrative support in a part-time capacity she um so this is charlotte so about two years ago she then moved to full-time uh originally it was then three days admin and then two days marketing it then uh, it moved to three three marketing two admin and it's now four marketing um two admin uh, one admin rather and then in time it'll be the full week her full fte on that on that marketing function uh one because um there's been an increased need for it um and two she's really really good at it and enjoys it and it's her strong suit so uh when thinking about our entire team we're always trying to create roles and move people into roles that uh, that they really enjoy and it's challenging at some time at sometimes and you know there there does need to be a conversation around oh we need to we need to work towards that over a six-month period or over a three-month period but that's something that we we worked on with charlotte and um, we're actually we're, we're able to deliver on um, so there is a structured approach to 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 our marketing so you know jess and i spent you know quite a bit of time um, you know, building our personal brands. Uh, we also build a lot of, you know, spend a lot of time building the fox and hair brand. Um, and that's through different mediums. So obviously through your socials, your, your Instagram, your link, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, which is probably where about a third of our um, prospects come through, that digital platform. Um, and that would include the website as well. So people are just simply Googling us. So that would be about a third of the opportunities um, and then a third would come through from our existing members uh, referring their friends friends and in, in, in family and then yeah so probably a third digital a third coming through from existing members uh, and then the other third would still come from your traditional referral partners so we've got a really we've got a uh, what's the word? A narrow and deep relationship with a number of professional uh, partners. So your buyer's agent, your mortgage broker, your, your lawyer, etc., uh, accountant that, that we trust, and then they obviously trust us as well. So um, yeah, digital probably pay, pay, makes up a third of, of those opportunities. Yeah, that's fantastic, and uh, and obviously <laughs> it's you know classic diversification, right, from a business point totally. of view. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And some months it'll be more digital, depending on you know if we've been uh, we've got an award that month, or we've been in quite a number of publications. We get quite a bit of spike. Um, looking at our data again, we um, interestingly that so we we don't have a podcast ourselves, but when appearing on podcasts, that's actually where we get 
a lot of people reach out off the back of those, um, and we've been on, on quite a number of those financial podcasts and and others. We do a lot of work in uh, the DNI, so diversity and inclusion space. Just does a lot of work in kind of female empowerment um, space. So they may not necessarily be um, financial advice or you know finance podcasts, but but people just reach out and go, oh, actually that person sounds legit. Oh, that person sounds like someone I can have a really personal conversation with um, and reach out off the back of that. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, fantastic. I, I, you know, I love it. I love the fact that it's structured. I love the fact that, then you know, you talk about that's nearly a full-time role. How many people in mm-hmm. the business? Ten. So, ten, um, ten full-time uh, employees. Um, it's been staffing, as probably most people <laughs> listening in can attest to, is, is challenging. <laughs> you know, you know, we've we've had a couple of people who've joined and then have moved on, and you know, felt that you know maybe that's it's not the right right place for them. And one thing that um, Jess and I are now have very front of mind when uh, when going through, and and we are looking to hire another financial advisor uh, and an associate for that for that matter um, whenever we're looking uh, we're looking for for the the appropriate fit it's really one of the things that, that that we're really focused on now is this this term around flexibility and the reason why I, I just wanted to call that out is our industry for better or worse is still very much focused on on I guess the 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 older demographic, um, you know, and that's great. Like you know, there's there's certainly certainly a huge need for that. Whereas what we do and the the members that we work with are very different. And in terms of articulating our value proposition, we have found that it's it takes time to learn. And just to, and I might be going on a little bit of a tangent, Fraser, but the reason the reason why it's a little bit challenging is our prospects don't really know how we can add value, and they don't know how we can add value because they don't really know what a financial advisor does. So for them to actually reach out, they're like, I don't really know. This is most people reach out with this thought in the back of their mind. I'm really not sure if this is right for me. I'm no idea where this conversation is going to go. So the first, you know, even through our digital means and even that first kind of coffee fireside chat, it's just about making that prospect feel comfortable, you know, making them feel like they're not alone and making them feel like they're, you know, they're speaking to someone or speaking to a business that actually understands their their situation. You know, in terms of the people that are coming to us, the vast majority, so about 80% of our members are probably in their early 30s. Okay. So they've gotten to, they've got to a point where they're earning good money. And when I say good money, they're on six figures. They might, but they probably don't have a lot of assets behind them. Uh, they don't, they may have purchased their first property. They may have purchased, you know, their first home or they may have started investing in shares, but, you know, they're, they're still fairly early on, on that journey, which is why I use this concept of making their money work harder because they know they need to do more, but they're just not sure what that step is. Um, and we also have quite a few people that reach out to us with, you know, considerable amounts of debt. You know, that ranges anywhere from 10, 20. We had, you know, one of our members, uh, reached out to us originally with you know over a hundred thousand dollars worth of credit, and I'm referring to kind of um, you know bad debt, uh, over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. And 
sometimes it can be challenging to, you know, in our experience, for to to articulate. Well, how can you help with that? Because in reality, it's just a budget that's going to help with that. But the way that we help is through our programs and through that coaching and through letting them know that, hey, if you stick to this, this is where you'll be in 12 months' time. And if you keep going, not only will you be debt-free, then you'll in two years' time, further two years' time, you'll have that deposit for that home. So then you've got that prospect sitting there in front of you. They've gone, okay, I'm in debt now. I never, I don't see how I can buy that, that property or that investment property that I want to. But you're telling me that in three years' time, if you stick to this, you, that I'll be there. And the beauty of cash flow is you stick to it, you get there. <laughs> it's not like, you know, some of the other stuff like insurance you may or may not be able to claim or, you know, super, you know, yeah, it's, it's important, but it's a 40-year investment or, you know, you invest in the stock market. Yeah, you're going to have your up, your good years, you're going to have your, your more challenging years. The budget is you, you stick to it. This is where you'll be. Um, and for me, again, with an accounting background, I love numbers because I love the certainty <laughs> around that. Um, but that that is potentially a different conversation to what a lot of advisors are, are very familiar with, which is, um, you know, oh, I, I'm about, to, I'm retiring in 10 years. I've got a million bucks in super. How do I make sure that it lasts for the next 30 years? Yeah. That, that's probably a, a fairly common conversation. The 30-year-old with 17 grand, you know, credit card debt and and then say, you know, uh, on, on 100 grand, how to, how to go, okay, I'm going to charge you a couple of thousand dollars up front and then a monthly subscription fee to, to kind of get you through that. That's, that's something that is a, is a different conversation. Yep. Now, I'm going to ask you about your programs in a second. Um, yep. But I just let, let's get the membership the member versus client uh, question in there in, in, yep. at, at this time. You call yep. them members. Uh, a lot of people call their clients clients. A lot of people, you know, I've, I've, you're not the first one I've heard calling them members, but t- tell me about that. How did that become, how did your clients become members and how do you now, what, what, what drove that? Yeah, so there are probably two things. Firstly, um, membership creates a sense of community. So one thing that we noted fairly early on is our members like to hear what our other members are doing. They like to hear the challenges that our other members are having. They like to hear the windfalls that our other members are having. So we wanted to create this space where people felt like a part of a community. Now, we've got a lot of work um, in order to... to, um, increase that sense of community uh, last year was challenging because you know we went from doing quite a few physical events where we'd have people in the room kind of meeting and greeting and one of our events we had you know three of our members talk about their challenges and why they reached out to fox and hair uh, in the first place and it was a room full of other members and it was really great to see as those three members were talking about their experiences and you know hats off to them for being really uh, really transparent you could see the other members in the room kind of nodding, nodding along, going, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. Um, and people, and for those that, um, you know, I'll use the, this example of kind of that, that, uh, that debt, debt, debt kind of scenario for one of the members that was talking, they were like, yeah, I came, I was really terrible with money and I had debt and then I just bought my first home. For the members that were sitting in the audience that potentially could resonate with that story and weren't sticking to their cash flow structure, we're going, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? That, that could be me sitting up there. 
that sense of community is something that we want to uh, we 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 embrace, but we want to probably increase more. Um, and again, yeah, last year twenty twenty was challenging, but um, we've got a few things that um, hopefully we'll be able to uh, ramp that up towards the back end of this year. The other reason why we refer to I guess our Nemesis members is our um, pricing model. So for we have three programs. Uh, where we charge an upfront fee and then a monthly subscription. Okay, and in terms of you, that 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 terminology around subscription, again, we use that language because it's language that our members are very comfortable with. It's you pay a membership fee for your gym, you pay a membership fee for your health, you know, through your health fund, you pay a membership fee for your stand, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Binge, and all the other streaming streaming services. People, they're like, yeah, I pay a membership fee or a subscription fee for for my advice. Uh, it's language that people are comfortable with. It's it's not foreign. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Rather than uh, ongoing fees, it's a subscription. It's a it's great terminology. Yeah. Love it. Um, and just that just that yeah that that, that the idea of keeping your clients siloed versus mm-hmm. uh, you know members becoming coming together and and coming to events and and joining in and becoming uh, having that sense of community. I think uh, I think that traditional model of having clients and siloing them and saying you know oh, no one client can't talk to another uh, is it's very much the old school way, isn't it? Yeah, I um I'm not sure why you would do that. Okay, I'm sure there is a, <laughs> there might be a reason. I'm not, I'm not sure why. Um, but we want our we want our members to talk to each other. Um, and you know, and we hope that all our members have a really great experience. And you know, again, the other thing that we um, you know, the way that our membership model is structured is um, you know, right from the outset where you know we're very transparent. You know, when we're having the conversation, you pay that membership fee for as long as you're seeing value in the engagement. That puts the onus back on Fox and Hair to continually show that, um, to show that value, to justify that fee. Uh, and you can see when sitting with the prospect, they're like, oh yeah, that, that does, that does make sense. That does, that does resonate. Um, and the other language we use and, you know, uh, is every single Fox and Hair member pays that membership, membership fee because they see value in the engagement. And again, yeah. this is giving the prospect comfort that, yeah, okay, well, you've, you know, you've got all these members that are paying that fee, that they, they must be seeing value. Because uh, I would still argue uh, a, lot of our, uh, a lot of our members probably did, uh, not probably, they, they did um, sign up originally. They're like, mm, I, I still, you know, we've had a coffee, we've had a two-hour goals and value session, I get it, but I just, I'm not 100% sure how you can, how you're going to be able to help. But then once we go through the, the 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 initial experience and they see the conversations that we're having and they see the changes that we make, that's when they see the value. So they probably they probably go in and they go they, they probably see enough value up front to to obviously sign the membership forms, but they probably don't truly see the value until probably until probably three or six months in. They're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Um, yeah, 100%. The value is definitely in the implementation and seeing things working, isn't it? Uh, totally, obviously. yeah. Now, yeah. You, mentioned, you mentioned your process. Obviously, your first step of your process is, to, is, to, is a coffee catch-up or, a, um, yeah. you know, that sort of terminology, grabbing a coffee with somebody and, and finding out what their situation is, to, then finding out about you. 
You then dive deep into a two-hour goals and value session. Um, That's sort of a fairly, I guess, fairly heavy session for a lot of people, but I guess you set that up in the coffee meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. And the coffee is super cash. I mean, I'm sure I think this is pretty industry standard, 30-minute, 45-minute chat, um, who you are, what are you looking for, and a little bit about us. The the goals and value session is a pretty heavy session. It's about an hour and a half, two-hour session. It's only at the end of that session whether uh, when the prospect decides whether they would like to be a member or not. Um, in the coffee session, we're very transparent around our fees. So we have set fixed fees for the three the three programs. So when they say, yep, cool, I'm happy to have that goals and value session, they already know what the fee is. Um, so the fee is never the, the barrier. The goals and values conversation is around what, and it's, it's not numbers heavy. It's not, there's not a great deal of prep work for, for us because it's all about them. It's all about, okay, if we are going to work together, what are we actually going to work together together towards? Um, And our conversion rate after that goals and values session is about 90% because in the coffee that we've spoken about the fees and we've just spent about an hour and a half, two hours with the prospect. And by the end of it, it's either a digital, uh, last year was obviously all digital screen outlining all of their short, medium, long-term goals or um, if it's in the office, it's a whiteboard with a timeline outlining all their short, medium, and longer term goals. And then the the end, you know, the the question at the end of that session is, would you like us to help you achieve everything that we've just spoken about for the last two hours? Very rarely will you have someone go, Nah, I don't want any of that anymore. I, I don't actually need help. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was just kicking tires. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I love the goals and values session because it's, um, you know, uh, you know, just a few years, some of the techniques that we use. So obviously very open questions. Um, you know, one, one mistake I have seen people make in these sessions is assume people's goals. Uh, and it's very clear that, um, you know, working with, with our members, there's no linear path. Like our members aren't, you know, going to school, finding their high school sweetheart, getting married, having kids, buying a house, staying at the same job for 30, 40 years, retiring and moving to a nursing home. Like it is just not the like some of our some of our members never want to have kids. Some of our members never want to get married. Some of our members um, never want to buy their own property. They purely just want to make their money work harder to build a passive income so that you can then travel the world. Some of them just want to start their own business. Very rarely will a member stay in a business or a company for more than five years. They're moving all, all over the place. Um, so we, sh- we should never be assuming what it is that we, you know, we, we think that they, what they want to achieve. Um, the other, the other thing is, you know, if, if I've got, if I'm in, in the room and I, I love doing these probably face to face, they work fine. They work fine digitally, but I love to run these a bit more of a workshop. I will then I will ask the member or the prospect rather to write the goals on the whiteboard. Rather than me up at the whiteboard writing them down, I sit down and I ask them to write their goals on the whiteboard. And if it's a couple, this is where it's the best. You know, I'll ask one of the one of the one of the individuals to who wants to be the scribe, and then they have to get up on the whiteboard. And then I'm an observer. I'm an observer there, Fraser. Like I'm sitting there and the couple are having a conversation. Okay, like what do we want to achieve over the short term? What do we want to achieve in the medium term? What do we want to achieve over the long term? And they're having that conversation. 
Uh, and I, it's, a, it's a really easy <laughs> uh, session for me because I can just sit there and observe, okay, cool, yep, that makes sense. And while they're doing that, I'm just jotting down notes, right? Yeah, okay, well, this is what we could do here. This is what we could do there. And rather than – and it's it, it ensures that they're more engaged as well mm. because it's very easy if, if someone else is scribing like, oh, yeah, that'll do. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. What they wrote is is clear. Whereas if they're up at the whiteboard doing it, it there's, there's a much higher level of engagement. Oh, absolutely, and and they take greater ownership of that uh, the, the results. I think too in that scenario. Yeah. Now, now you got your programs. You you get sorted. Um, you like a boss, and then of course the world domination, which I love. Um, <laughs> now they yep. and you and you mentioned that there's set pricing. Like you, you you at the very beginning when you're doing your coffee catch up, you say these are our three programs. These are our, our three memberships. Uh, these are our, you know subscriptions. Yep. Um, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Is there additional fees for additional complexity if they choose one and then want additional stuff? So, um, good question. So, the get sorted. The way that I uh, the way I'll answer that is just kind of differentiating the three the three programs. Get sorted is someone that really has no assets, no liabilities. Um, they're probably in there. You know, they've just started earning close to um, six figures, or they're at home. Um, and they're earning 80 grand. So their disposable income's huge. <laughs> they're still <laughs> no rent, not paying for anything. So they've got, you know, $5,000 every month that they could be doing something with. So that, that will probably be the get sorted program. The Like a Boss program is, is probably our flagship program where the majority of our members sit. And that's the program where, um, they've, you know, they've bought their first investment property. Their, their income is starting to tick up, you know, closer, probably 120, 150. So it's, you know, starting to increase and their uh, propensity to earn is also increasing. Um, they've got a share portfolio. So there's added, complexities there around you know tax strategies and things like that world domination is for those who have quite complex financial structures so we have a we have very few members in this program but we also have a lot of members that aspirationally want to be in that program so that's for those that are typically running their own business have family trust potentially a self-managed super fund um, so they've got quite you know a number of things going on so in terms of the programs the way that we again the way that we position it is um, for you know, our members or the prospect has the ability to pick the program that 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 feels right for them. However, um, we will guide them on what we feel is the most appropriate. So, if we have someone that is you know has quite complex, uh, well, not complex, but they've got a few um, a few things that we will need to work through with them. But they're like, oh, I'm, I think I'm get sorted. We will have a conversation around why we don't believe that that is the case to ensure that, again, you know, we're, we're being remunerated for, for the work that we do and also that they see value in the program. And, you know, again, the engagement is quite different between the Get Sorted and the Like Boss program. The Get Sorted program is there's the annual progress meeting. Uh, we do check in with them, you know, throughout the year and we have technology that also helps with that. But the Like a Boss program, we're catching up with those members every 12 to 16 weeks. So, again, quite a higher um, much higher level of engagement because of the complex um, complexities and so also the fact that one thing again coming back to our conversation around the conversations we're having with members and finding the right advisors for fox and hair our members worlds are changing all the time and the you know they don't even realize how much their worlds are changing until they probably start working with us because We've had people that have joined the Like a Boss program and they're like, oh, yeah, Glenn, okay, cool. I'll go with that program, but 
I may want to move down to the get sorted if, you know, we don't need that high level of engagement. And the conversation from our perspective is always absolutely no problem. If you don't feel that you need that high level of engagement, that's cool. We can go, go, go down to the get sorted program. Knowing in the back of my mind that things change, you know, the amount of times that, you know, people change jobs, people get a pay rise, people get paid a bonus, you know, everyone's having babies in, you know, uh, our members are having, you know, having kids or their, you know, their, their relationship. We've had quite a number of members this year that where we've had uh, the individual join uh, and they're, they've been in a relationship, but it's still been pre-money conversations. And then as they're, you know, as they've been with a member for us, but with that kind of 18 months, two years, then they're like, oh, I'd love to get my partner involved. So it's, the conversations are all like there's always something happening it's not again the traditional hey i've got this sum of money make it last for the rest of my life it's yeah. like i'm getting married i'm getting divorced like all of this stuff so um yeah, it's always a conversation to be had I, I love the um the the fact that you do catch up more regularly um you know not just your annual meeting and i think look, look from what i'm gathering from this conversation there's a lot of um, your clients aren't the structured, um, I just want security and certainty and all these sort of things. Um, and and I, I mean, from what I was talking to you before about was the staff, they're probably the same. You're more, more looking for that mental flexibility. And um, as you said, you know, clients, situations are changing. The business is constantly evolving. You're looking for staff and, and clients that are aligned in that ability to be nimble and, and, and change and, uh, and, and get through and cope with change. Yeah, I mean, the underlying values that probably sit or resonate with the vast majority of our members would be freedom, flexibility, and choice. The three, the three things that come up all the time. Um, what does that mean for them specifically? A lot of them are still working that out. Yeah, and you know, if we go, if they go, I just want, I just want financial security. The next question I'm going to ask is always going to be, what does that mean? And very rarely can they answer that um, through that initial goals and values session. And a lot of that is then us saying, that's okay that you don't know, but that is something that we need to work on. Uh, Because again, a lot of people are afraid about reaching out to us because they're like, I don't really know what I want. I don't really know where I want to be. I don't really know uh, where I'll be in three years time, let alone five years time. So then they're like, oh, I don't think now's the right time to have a chat. So again, in that goals and values session, it's all about that's okay that you don't know 100% where you want to be, but what we need to do is work out what you think you want and let's work together to work towards that. When those goals or if those goals inevitably change, that is okay. Through our program, we will pivot the strategy to realign to those to those new goals. Now, one of the things I've heard you speak about before, and I think it's probably something that a lot of advisors aren't talking about, uh, and it certainly comes with your target market, your your the clients that you help the most, and you touched on it before, was the conversation around joining money, like mm. in a relationship, long-term relationships, the money's joined, et cetera. But often, that's a, that's a piece of work that there is a lots of different ideas around, uh, and you obviously talked to a lot of your members about joining money. Yeah, so yeah, interest. I was actually there's a podcast. Um, you've probably heard of Equity Mates. Um, Dev's just started another podcast. Um, by two young girls, uh, Meet, Pay, Love, and it's all about relationships and money. And um, 
yeah, as everyone that's listening in can probably attest to, everyone has very different relationships with money. And if you're in a relationship and the two individuals have different relationships with money, that again adds another level of complexity. Um, and it's it, these conversations, you know, this is this is this is a coaching conversation. This is about you know what's work, what works and what won't work for that for that particular couple. Some of our members want to keep things completely separate. Some of our members, you know, want to put some things together. Some of our members are just like, "Yep, cool, let's just it's households. We're all we're all in it together." There's no right or wrong, but it's about working out what feels right for them that is also going to achieve you know the, the the best financial objectives and being really transparent. Hey, if we put our investments in in their name then there may be some, you know, tax considerations. You know, are, are you comfortable with all the investments being in their name? And um, it's, it's again, a journey for a lot of our members as well because, again, they're, they're in a position where um, – so I'll just think about the couple that I was working with a couple of weeks ago. They just bought a house together and it was only um, the gentleman that was a, was a member that I was looking after. And I was like, look, you guys have just bought a house together um you're pretty you're pretty financially linked i think it's really time we have a conversation with your partner as well because we need to start thinking about your finances at a household level um but you can't push that topic it needs to it needs to come naturally it needs to come at a time that feels feels right from them but we also need to be really transparent that hey if we're not having conversations at a household level there there may be some um, you know, financial considerations or some financial uh, opportunity that we may not be leveraging. Yep, yep, exactly. And I, I do think it's a conversation that, like you said, it's a very important coaching conversation and probably something yeah, and we could fra- throw out there a bit more. Yeah, Yeah, and Fraser, just picking up on your point around, you know, finding the right box and hair advisors, we need advisors that can have that conversation. And that's not something you learn when you're doing your you know, I did commerce accounting at uni. Like, I didn't learn about that. Um, you know, the the advisors that will be successful at Fox & Hare are the ones that can coach people around how to manage relationships with money, not just this is how you reduce your tax, this is why rolling to this super fund is good, or this is why you need this insurance, but it's about linking the financial stuff to the world, to the real world, because the real world is what our members are interested in. They just want to make sure that the financial stuff is designed and enables us to get there. Um, you've got to be able to link link the two. Otherwise, what we do will not resonate with, with our members. Yeah, it's, it's 100%. Uh, a lot of clients go through this emotional decision-making process when it comes to their money, right? Everything, every decision they make is emotional and for some, and somewhere along the line, you need to back that up to, you know, that like you said before, their purpose in life, their hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations. Um, yeah. Talk to, talk to me about the word purpose. What does that mean to you and how do you talk to your clients about it? So purpose is what's driving, what's, what are your core values? So when when so you will know that um, that goals and value session. It's not just the goals; it's also about understanding the members' core values. So I, I rattled off a few: being freedom, flexibility, and choice. Um, and there's a whole array. So you know, from uh, adventure to to purpose to um, drive to um, 
uh, you know, efficiency and whenever, Relati- whenever relationships we- and fun and all sorts of things. Yeah. Totally. And, yeah. you know, when we're having that conversation around, you know, do you want us to work towards, uh, you want, do you want us to help work towards those, those goals that you've just outlined? We use this similar conversation when talking to the values. So we'll go, so we'll have a whiteboard full of all their values. So they might have 10, 15 values. They're like, yeah, Glenn, these are, these are all really important to me. So, I'll then say, okay, cool, awesome. Um, what are your what are your top five values? And then they'll say this X, X, Y, Z. And then the next question is around, okay, if these are your top five values, what do you need to be doing differently in order to live by these values? And that's when they start thinking about, oh, okay, well, I probably need to do this a little bit more. I need to do that a little bit more. And, you know, one that often comes up for a lot of our members is they're driven uh, and they're also goals orientated. And they're often very driven and goals orientated in their business, in their in their work, in their um, in their careers. But a really easy conversation is to then have, okay, what about how, how are you use how, how do you feel you're living by those particular values in line with your financial world? And as that's definitely, and I know what the response is going to be. It's always it's going to be that aha moment. They're like, oh, I'm actually probably not as structured, driven, or, 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 or you know, kind of goals orientated in that financial place. Yeah. And I said, and that's where I go. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. That that lens that you have over your career, um, that lens that you have over your business is exactly the same lens that we try and put over your personal financial world. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's amazing. where they're like, and that's where that, mm, okay, now, and that's how we also build the, the, the values conversation and that purpose conversation. So, you know, we're going to work, but what's the purpose? Yeah. Well, the purpose is to fuel our life, which is great, but- if you don't have any focus and structure on that, what's the chance of you being able to achieve those yeah. those goals? It's fantastic questioning, and 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 you know it's it's that's the that's the intangible thing that you do as a as a planner, you know, as a, as a business. I love that question around um, what is it that you have to do to, for that to happen. I also love um, throwing that in there that says, if I look at your diary, can I tell that? Mm, totally. <laughs> you said you've got these values and purpose in life, and this is what you want to do. So, if I look at your diary, does that is that what it is that what it looks like? And the people think, oh crap, yeah, I'm doing a, I'm I'm doing a whole lot of stuff that doesn't make me happy. Uh, yeah, no, very good, fantastic. So, there's, obviously, there's a lot going on. There's been a lot going on, and I, and, I, and mm. you know, as as I mentioned before, it's um you're looking from the outside in. You're doing some great work, and congratulations. Um. If I quickly go back, uh, just from that marketing point of view, one of the things I wrote down that I really, the concept around 10% of your time is going towards marketing, from what mm-hmm. I can sort of gather. Yeah. Uh, the the conversation around staff and flexibility, I think, is an interesting one too. I think, um, is there any sort of tips that you would give to sort of with with staff, uh, hiring, employing? Uh, uh, I, th- I think it's it's different for for everybody. Like we're we're in a business that is growing rapidly, um, and it's still it's three and a half years old, so it's still a startup. And you know, our our changing our programs, changing the way that we do things, it's happening all the time. Like it's not 
we're not in a business that's you know 15 years old and we've got a you know got that really strong foundation and we're just kind of making tweaks and little things here little things there where you know we've got certainly got a you know strong foundation but where we've probably got a foundation that's um it's probably like um, what, what can I use? It's kind of like more more in Japan, like you know how they've got all like the tectonic plates and things like that, and earthquakes. That you've got to be able to kind of you've got to be able to move. You've got you, it, it's not that strong um, thing that's that's going to crack. It needs to. It, you need flexibility. Um, and the other thing is where for, from a hiring perspective, again, this is just for us. We need those that can really have those. Um, high EQ, really high EQ, and can have those coaching conversations because a lot of our members are earning good money, but they're not motivated by money, right? So if we're just talking about, oh, you can save an extra, or you're going to be able to save tax here, or your, your investments are going to go up, you know, this much, or super is really important because of this, this, and this, that's, that's great. That's obviously what we do, but you need to be able to relay it to the real world. Like, what does that mean for, for their life? And their life goals. Yeah, this is that's really that is a, such an important piece. Uh, now, I just want to quickly uh, talk about some of the technology you're using. We mentioned HubSpot yeah. obviously earlier with a, as a CRM. Uh, talk us through the rest of your. Uh, I don't hate to use the word stack, but the, the rest of your uh, <laughs> the things that you use. You mentioned that you do a lot of comms to to clients. Obviously, things like um, SMS messaging going out, those sorts of things. Talk to us about yeah. the, the technology you're using. So technology that we're using, probably so some of the key players, so TubSpot definitely advice um, backend kind of modeling tool is is advice logic. Uh, we're on Microsoft 365. Um, in terms of our socials, so we use a platform called Hootsuite, which which many may be familiar with. That helps with kind of the scheduling um, of different um, of different posts and things like that. Um, what else do we use? My Prosperity. So we do use My Prosperity, um, and that's where we're able to track a lot of our. Um, so we've We've got a white label app that sits on our members' our members' phones, and that's where we're able to track whether they're actually hitting the goals that we agree to. Um, because if we think about those get sorted members, we're only having those annual progress meetings. But I don't want to have an annual progress meeting with a member and set all these goals and then realize 12 months later they've done absolutely nothing. Um, so we track in the background uh, using my prosperity. Um, to see whether they are actually actually hitting that or not. And if we see that they're not saving, you know, the $3,000 a month that we agreed to hypothetically, then we'll reach out to them off the back of that. So we won't just wait 12 months and go, oh, hey, we noticed 10 months ago that you weren't saving what we agree. We will reach out and say, hey, we need to have a conversation. And the conversation, again, is it's not, hey, you should be saving $3,000 a month because that's what we agreed to. It's, hey, you know how we're going to buy that investment property in 18 months' time? Because you've only saved 2000 instead of 3000 we've just pushed that back a month as long as you're okay with that. And, you know, and then the conversation may lead. If that goal is no longer important to you, that's okay, but I just wanted to make sure. And that's when they go, oh, no, it is important to me. I need to get back on track. Yeah. So it's almost, it's kind of this, what's the, what's the, uh, saying, you know, leading with a carrot. <laughs> yeah, it's the accountability conversation too that you can easily bring in there and, and just, you know, obviously go in there and say, great, you know, tell me tell me how you want me to, I love, I love the coaching question around tell me how you want me to 
best motivate you? Do you need to kick up the bum or do you need a gentle encouragement? Or where where are mm. we on the where are we on the spectrum? Like what do you need yeah. from me? And then and then you know you got permission to uh, to to lead with a uh, either lead gently or lead with a uh, no. You're off track. Totally, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have one of those conversations today. Um, while like as you know, so I um, I just got back from leave yesterday, and last night I was kind of just trawling through my initial trawl through the emails just to pick out the priorities, and um, seemed amazing while I was away. No no issues or anything like that. But um, one of our members that has been with us for uh, about eighteen months, um, two two members, they both work in tech um and super lovely couple they're just terrible with life admin and between the two of them they're on probably about 400 grand a year so big big money um and they're in their early 30s uh so much opportunity and they're on the middle program so like a boss program um and cat from our team would be able to attest she they're really terrible like with getting back to us and with implementing, like implementing the strategy and signing the documents, and they're just like, I just never do it. Um, and <laughs> I got, I've got an email sitting in my inbox now, and they're like, Oh, we think we need to move down to the Get Sorted program. Nothing to do with our team. Like your team have been great, like, but we're just not doing what we need to be doing. So we, we're just not seeing the value. Like we need, we, we want to reduce our subscription because we're just not doing it. My conversation with them is going to be, why did you reach out to us in the first place? And why, and then obviously they'll kind of give, you know, give their response. And, you know, the the, the terminology and the language is going to be, there's so much opportunity. What needs to change in order for you to embrace this? And then kind of just sit back and hear, hear what they have to say. Because this is the the, the biggest um, the, the, the resounding thing with all of our conversations, with all of our prospects, with all of our members is opportunity because our members are in their thirties. You know, these, 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 the, this couple that have over $20,000 of after tax income dropping into their bank account, they haven't even bought their first investment property yet. You know, when they first reached out to me, they had, you know, a couple of hundred grand sitting in, in, a, in a bank account and we've started a regular investment strategy and, you know, they've got about, you know, a hundred grand invested now, um, but they've still got a couple of hundred grand sitting in a bank account. And we've been talking about, you know, buying an investment property or is it going to be the home? Is it going to be investment property or should we be in the stock market? And this conversation has been having happening for about, about 12 months now. And, it's the disappointing thing for me is I need to work out how do I ensure that I'm using language that gets them to do something. It needs to be something they're really comfortable with, but I'm also conscious that this, this opportunity costs. Them doing nothing is a decision. Just for them, I don't think it's the right decision. So I need to think about it. Then this isn't a tax conversation or investing conversation or a, or a budgeting conversation. This is a coaching conversation. Is like, how do I help my members achieve their really ambitious goals, given that they've got this mindset that they're now going to do even less than what they're already doing? So I need yep. to think about how to frame that conversation before having picking picking up the phone. Um, but yeah, sorry, mate. Just yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's, now, there's definitely uh, definitely a lot of that motivational uh, conversations where we need to think about how do we best motivate somebody to, to do the right thing for themselves. <laughs> Totally, yeah. or do but something. 
Fantastic. So, look, a lot of exciting stuff going on. Tell us what the future holds for you. Where, where are you? Where are you off to from here? What's changing? Where are we off to from here? So, um, definitely looking to hire. Uh, looking for a really great advisor. We've got a lot of people reaching out to us um, and we want to make sure that we continue to deliver that high level of service. And uh, in order to do that, we need the right people in the in the right seat. So looking at that that advi- you know experienced advisor role that has um, has that coaching capability. Uh, in terms of probably next steps for us, oh, I think it's <laughs> Jess and I often, you know, it's a really good problem to have, but our growth has just been pushed upon us in that we've kind of we're just trying to keep up keep up with demand. So, um, which is hence the the reason for hiring. But in terms of next steps, look, probably going to get back out there and starting doing more physical events. So we just bought back our our wine and wisdom series. Which is where we go to a little wine bar in we're based in Sydney, so down in um, down in Darlinghurst, and we have about 20, 25 prospects where we drink wine and talk about finance. We have a sommelier that yeah, you know, they talk about the wine. I wouldn't have a clue. I just drink it, uh, and then we do little finance topics, and that works really well. I'm doing a lot more work with our charity partners, um, so School um, School for Life, which is a um, organisation that builds uh, schools in in Uganda. Um, I do a lot of work. I've just been appointed to the board of Wear It Purple, which is a um, charity that supports uh, LGBTI youth. Jess is doing a lot of work with the YWCA around um, female empowerment. Fras, uh, mate, I, in terms of where where we're heading, I think it's uh, it's just constantly getting bigger and um, and probably just continuing to tweak um, how we're working with our existing members. Nothing. Um, Jess and I have a um, full strategy session. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, so maybe I'll have a, <laughs> a bit more an idea, idea after that. But um, yeah, just just continually uh, pushing the boundaries and making sure that we're not doing things just because that's what the way that we've done them. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much, Glenn. Really appreciate you coming, and giving us a great update on where the business is at now. Like three and a half years in, like you said, it's still a startup, but it also feels like it's got some some uh, maturity around it as well, and uh, and you know that stable base for you guys to really launch off. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the XY Advisor podcast. I'm Fraser Jack, and I'm here with Em. G'day, Em. Hey, Fraser. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. And good to be chatting to you, that's for sure. And we're doing some shout outs. All right. My favorite part of the week. So today, I want to give a shout out to Taborjan Rasaya. XY advisor and legend in Melbourne who jumped on an XY plus web event recently to share and go a little deeper into his purpose-based advice process. So I know he's been on the podcast once or twice before. I really wanted to go deeper and really find out what does that journey look like? What is that process he's taking his clients through to unpack their values and their purpose? And how is he delivering that and also charging for it? because it could be upwards of 12 months before Taborjan actually delivers any formal statement of advice. So I was really keen to dive into that. He was an open book, really open and um, transparent with what he does and was more than happy to share. So it was very well received by everyone who jumped on um, and anyone who uh, hasn't seen it yet. If you're in XY+, you can jump into the portal and catch up on that replay. And if you are not in the inner circle, you are more than welcome to join. You can head to xyadvisor.com forward slash plus 
to uh, watch Taborjan's web event and access the entire back catalogue. There's about 50 plus different uh, web events with nuggets of advice gold.